Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Kevin. And I am John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, and we're breaking them all the way down. All the way down. Up. Oh my god, dude. It's been a long day and I'm a happy camper. We had a Braves win. The Braves have won. They avoided a three game sweep. Or I put three probably game a gallon of losing. beer into my system. <laughs> That's what you do mm. on a Thursday, I guess. On who, a Thursday. who are we? <laughs> Weekday um, drinking. Hey, you guys, welcome to this, the final installment of Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger's series on. The Road Warrior from 1981. Yes, yes. Welcome to all of our faithful uh, Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger listeners. Especially you out in Australia. All of our listeners who are checking us out through the uh, last of the Action Heroes podcast network. Yeah, welcome you guys. We're glad to have you on board with us. Yeah, we're happy to be a part of it. Um, we are discussing The Road Warrior, Mad Max 2. Mm, uh, delicious. 1981 classic. I'll try to catch us up on the plot, which God bless this movie because it has got a pretty simple plot. It, the plot's dry Isn't real it fast. proof in the pudding is like if you have, if you do a thing well and you keep it fucking moving and it's intriguing, you don't need a complicated plot. Yeah. So basically in this world, um, we got Mad Max. He's been roaming the wasteland for years. Mm -hmm. He's linked up with a with a, a gyro captain and a group of people who have been refining oil out in the middle of nowhere. They've been under siege by Lord Humongous and his marauders. Uh, Max has gone out. He's brought them back a tanker to, to haul, haul a yeah. tank of gasoline out of the desert. He's tried to escape and go on his own as a lone wolf. He was, he was wrecked and crashed. Yeah, he and tried to like, he was like, his end of the bargain was fulfilled, so they gave him his gas, and he's like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. He was quickly captured or wrecked by the bad guys. He'd managed to survive. He was collected by the gyro captain and brought back. God bless him. To the, to the compound. Uh, everyone there is gearing up to make their big run, and Max is saying, you know, hey, guys, why don't you let me drive that tanker? I'm the best chance you guys have got to get out of here anyway. So they're, uh, they've agreed to let him be their, their wheel man. And uh, we're about to just come to a nonstop adrenaline fueled fucking thrill ride of a conclusion here. And that's, that's how it happened. I remember it. Yeah. All right. Are you guys ready for part five? I know I Kevin, am. Kevin, you ready for part five? Turk, are you ready for part five? My faithful dog is here listening to all of this. <laughs> that's right. The dog that's still alive. Well, Aww. the action picks up with um, Max investigating the shells that Papagallo's just given him, like this like handkerchief 
like a restaurant napkin full of uh, shotgun shells. The feral kids looking on. Everyone else starts loading up into their vehicles. The tanker, now heavily fortified and manned by Zeta, the mechanic and warrior woman will be escorted by Papagallo, who's riding his like pimped out Marauder vehicle that I they souped that up. I love that car. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. badass. It looks like um like a, a like a CO two cartridge car. Do you remember those? And did you ever do those in high school? No. They're like little wooden cars that you put a CO two cartridge in the back and you hit the pin and the car like it was like flies. a soapbox. So, yeah, but they're, but they're like, like like eight inches long little like wooden car. Oh, that's yeah. rad. That's what this car looks like. I think somewhere on the commentary or something, they refer to it as like the lobster trap car. <laughs> and it does have the look of a lobster trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so much of it's like punched metal. Uh-huh. Um, so they put a cow catcher on the front of the thing and like yeah, a turret. Humongous had shot through the radiator right. when they brought it in. So I think they wanted to armor the front of the armor vehicle. Armor that bitch up. It's insane that something like that exists. It's shades of things to come in Fury Road. Right. Where right. they had the cow catcher on the front. It's like an amazing, this armored tanker with turrets and everything. Yeah. So we see Captain's girl running to load up on the school bus and giving like a loving smile to the captain who's getting his gyrocopter She's started. Into, she's, she really does like him. Yeah, he stuck around. He did the honorable thing, and I think that it he's proved... He's punching way above his weight as well. Good for him. Yeah, it proved that, uh, that he's a, a good guy, that he did the honorable thing. For sure. So, meanwhile, outside, Humongous's marauders are waiting. There's a vanguard of cars and cycles like lined up, ready to charge. Humongous is driving his hostage-adorned vehicle um, and he now has Wes on a leash on the hood of the truck. Is that fucking amazing yes. or what? Oh Wes you what? puppy. You puppy. He seems content to be on the leash as well like he's not. It's almost like he's been conditioned. He's yes. he's like like when you're on the leash you have to behave and when I let you off the leash you can go fucking crazy. I want to know the culture within Marauders like <laughs> camp because it does seem like he's he's content like the same the if I'm walking my dog, he's on the leash. He's pretty chill. But if mm-hmm. he's off the leash, then he feels like the need to be aggressive. Absolutely. Or Absolutely. So we cut back inside the compound. The feral kid's caught trying to stow away on the tanker and is taken to the school bus. We cut back to Humongous, and he's loading that Nazi pistol. Dude, the buildup, <laughs> like the music. Oh, it's awesome. The, everything is so great. Like the buildup to a battle in a movie can be so fucking good, man. Like it's probably never been done better than in Two Towers. The yes. build up to the Helm's Deep battle. Shit. But the build up to some of the stuff in Braveheart, I think yeah. of as well. Just like the build up, the intense build up to like, you know, a battle is coming can be so fucking it's great about to, to watch. come to a head. Uh, so as the tanker pulls out, Feral Kid gets loose and climbs <laughs> aboard. You can't contain the Feral no, Kid. No, man. You can't stop him. The tanker bursts out of the compound, knocking wreckage out of the way. Humongous opens fire, but the cow catcher successfully stops bullets. Uh-huh. Um, the captain flies out in front, dropping firebombs. I wish it had been snakes, but firebombs is good, too, on the bad guys to clear a path. Love that he so quickly become a team player. <laughs> yes. Um, the tanker plows through the Marauder camp. Bad guys jumping out of the way. Cars are flying out of the way. Humongous takes a shot at the gyrocopter, and from the sound and the captain's reaction... I thought he got hit. It, it seems to have done some damage. He sort of freaked out, if nothing He's else. Like, oh, I shit. couldn't tell if he hit him or not, but yeah, he sort of like he went still, flying yeah. out of control away. Um, as the tanker drives off with uh, the marauders in pursuit, some stragglers see the rest of the refiner crew leaving in a different direction. And so some punks and smegma crazies are like heading back to the refinery. They seem completely indifferent 
to those others leaving. But yeah, I mean, it's like they said, they're going to be so locked in, I guess, on the tanker. Yeah. And I'm also wondering is that if that was part of the plan, it's like if they run, you guys go, like yeah, some of you need to compound. go back in and get the compound. The refinery itself should be the real prize. Fuck the tanker. If there's a hundred tankers worth of oil in the ground, like at the refinery, like that should be the thing. Although I don't know if they don't know how to actually refine the oil into gas, right. maybe it's useless to them right. to have the refinery. They just need the gas. Right. But I just found myself thinking like, God, yes, no, take the refinery. Like yeah. fuck the tanker. Yeah. Agreed. So they get in and start to like celebrate. And, <laughs> and then of course the entire place goes sky high. It just blows. That was like as big of an explosion as you'll ever see in a film. It was huge it was amazing there's no no model shot here like that was the real deal oh it was such it was such a good effect um so on the highway humongous's entire army is chasing the tanker and its escorts and the shots of the tanker being pursued by the marauders are just all insanely cool the music is fucking killing Uh, it at this point meanwhile out on the highway humongous lets wes off the leash Papa Gallo had had veered off the road and a bunch of other people went off following him. And I don't know why they'd bother a side pursuit of Papa Gallo. Like, just let him go. Just to to, draw some off. I guess I I agree with you. It doesn't make the most sense. It doesn't make any sense. But whatever. Um, Wes goes full on Wolverine berserker, (laughs) jumping on the hood of another car. His fucking psycho scream, the stunts, just like. This whole little like section of the chase is insane. I, we're big Vernon Wes. <laughs> we're big Wes and Vernon Wells fans on yes. this podcast because he is going for it. Yeah, he goes for it in a way that I wish that I could do anything in my life. <laughs> um, Zeta and the mechanics start to throw firebombs from the back of the tanker. They hit one car, which goes up in flames and crashes. Dude, the stunts, all of the stunts in this final sequence are fucking amazing. But then we see, like, the bad guys starting to surround the tanker. Uh Wes's car pulls up, and Wes slings a grappling hook, which we love. (laughs) If fans of the podcast know, nothing gets my adrenaline pumping like when a fucking grappling hook (laughs) comes into play. That's so fucking great. Like, he throws it through the window and rips a door off. Yep. The stunts. Um, another bad guy approaching from the rear tosses another grappling hook. We get double double hooked <laughs> into the nest mounted on the back, and it like hooks Zeta in the leg. That shit makes me cringe, man. I can't. I can't eat. Well, the the thing that's terrible is like the bad guy vehicle because of the tension of that of the hook through yeah. Zeta's leg. It flips that car and then drags the car like. Can you imagine the pressure? It would. I on mean, his leg. It, that's got to be crushing. It his would bones. Cr- Like, yeah, it would have destroyed. His leg is destroyed. So, but finally, the the weight of it does rip the nest and Zeta off the back of the tanker. So, oh. adios, Zeta. We hardly knew thee. <laughs> um, the mechanic goes to throw another firebomb, but he gets shot with an arrow, and the firebomb like catches him on fire. I feel like we shouldn't laugh at this, but I also feel like it's meant to be a little funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah. it's it is a it is a. Uh, you know, a paraplegic right, burning. Right. Which, I mean, it still would be causing damage to tissue. Oh, no doubt. Whether he feels it or not. But it's like, but he's like, oh, fuck's sake. And he plays it kind of campy, like the look on his face. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And his hands are on fire, too, because yeah. he's trying to, like, 
Yeah. I think it is. A, it's supposed to be because he's like, well, fuck. Um, the warrior <laughs> woman who we haven't seen up until this moment in the chase moves up to try to like help him with a crossbow in each hand. Um, God, Bear, she's a badass. She's dude. awesome. Bearclaw Mohawk jumps from a vehicle onto the tanker. Warrior woman shoots him with an arrow and he's like dangling from the side by his claw yes. hand. Bearclaw Mohawk is such like a deep cut villain. But I love I love the deep cut villains like Dutch and Karate Kid. You, you should know, whatever. Like, we if we do Dragon Con, if Dragon Con happens, one of us should be Bear Claw Mohawk. And one is Wes. Yeah. One is humongous. You can be humongous. <laughs> uh, I don't. No one wants to see like skinny fat humongous. Like <laughs> this character is fucking. He's so damn cool to me. Like the yeah. ones who you just see in the background who don't talk much, like Boba Fett. I feel like yes. in, the, in the originals, like before they tried to make him his own, you know, brand name. Yeah. It's just like, he's just a cool ass looking guy that doesn't say much and you want to know more about him. Yeah. The, the lieutenants that are just there, they do their job. They fuck shit up. They're badass. I'm a big fan of those characters in general. Agreed. Um, the mechanic tries to assure warrior woman that he's good with his flaming. He's like, I'm fine. Uh, Wes shoots her with several arrows. In the gut. She falls and is caught in like the barbed wire that's strung on the on the side of the tanker, but she's still alive. She's like bloodied yeah. and like semi-conscious but alive. As Wes was taking aim to take that shot, he basically like his face was like orgasmic. Yeah. It was like an O face. It's <laughs> Vernon Wells, your talent. The body count is piling up quickly. Oh yeah. Right? Like I feel like this happens in these movies where you're like, wow, I was not expecting like a they're losing all their guys yeah. in the first two minutes yeah. of this chase. Also, I noticed in this scene particularly, like her hair was crimped, a big, big time crimped. Yeah, it's amazing. been crimped the whole movie, but like you can see, like the sunlight is like glinting off the. Crimps. I think that shit's ready to make a comeback. I feel like it sort of did um, in the like, like right after the aughts, like in the 2010s. Okay, the it was back for a minute. Well, they were, like girls started to do these feathers in their hair, and so mm. I think that that was this that generation's like crimped hair was like stringing these, basically threading these feathers in your hair. Yeah. And that went, that went out of style very quickly. The, yeah. Just as quick as it came, it was yeah, exactly. gone. But crimping could very well make it. I'd be into it. I mean, but maybe it's just her. Like she, she makes it look good. She fucking rocks it. Yeah. Um, so over on the other side of the tanker, Wes helps get bear claw Mohawk up and moving again somehow. And meanwhile, mechanic has finally managed to like put out his body fire Mm-hmm. And just then, Max runs Wes's vehicle off the road. Dude, I watched that shit on slow motion, like frame by frame. I am 90% sure that was Vernon Wells was on that car that got sort of spun out in the yeah. dirt. I'm like, that is fucking dangerous. Yeah. It was open roofed. Like, it could have rolled easily. I just, that's that could have gone bad in so many ways. And kudos to them for being fucking fearless. Yeah, they were... Up top on the tanker, the mechanic is trying to pull Warrior Woman to safety when another bad guy, Hot Rod, like comes up yes. and they like grab her and pull her down. They're and basically when they playing pull, tug of war with her body. Oh, it sucks. And when they pull her down, he comes off. That shit is rough. Feral Kid is in <laughs> shock. That made me react like when that happened, like they when like they pulled off and the went bodies. under the wheels, uh-huh. it's like, whoa, like, holy fuck fucking shit that just happened it's like now it's just it's like okay so now it's just max and feral kid basically the entire marauder army and papagallo is off doing god knows what just driving like 200 yards off to the right so as the car gains ground max leans out of this doorless cabin of the truck now 
shoots the driver of the hot rod. Oh, Feral Kid's laugh That is was awesome. amazing. Yeah. Badass. The hot rod crashes into a dune buggy. So many like car crashes. Shit's awesome. This is maybe the most spectacular stunt in the yeah, movie. Yes. So a punk crashes into the dune buggy wreckage and that motorcycle stunt is insane. That is a real dude. Like it looks like a dummy because uh, you're not, your know, body shouldn't be just pinwheeling like that. Um, but the reason I think why it looks fake is because that didn't go according to plan. Like he shattered his femur. Oh my he God. He wasn't supposed to like catch his feet on the roof of the car. He was supposed to like do something Fuck. else. And he just, he sort of just went into like limp mode once he was fucked up. Oh my God. Um, that's G- Guy Norris is the Ugh. dude's name. It's fucking Shout great. out to Guy Norris. It's a great name. He's like a legend in the stunt world, but he doubled in this movie alone. He doubled for Mel Gibson on all the Mel Gibson's driving stunts. Wow. He played Bearclaw Mohawk. Oh shit. Was the dude. Uh, also, he said anytime that you saw someone jump from a vehicle onto the tanker, that was him. Like okay. regardless of he changed costumes and do it again. Wow. Change costumes and do it again. Whatever. But um, he was 21. When they made this movie. What? He had basically been like part of a touring troupe of like stunts that would travel around Australia doing whatever stunt shows, basically like the Jumping wheel of death things. or driving through. It was like that evil Knievel era. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, a quote from him that I read recently said he's like, in those days, we thought we could eat four inch nails for breakfast and wipe our asses with sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know, but he... Was a you know went on to be an amazing like famous stunt coordinator. He did stunts up through Fury Road, um, it, like the very last stunt driving stunt he said he was ever going to do was he crashed one of the tankers in Fury mm-hmm. Road. It's like amazing bookends to a career because this was his very first movie. That's it. That's, the last one. What a Fury great Road. story. He's got like two sons that are on his stunt team or whatever. Now I feel like stunt man is like one of those true family professions oh, yeah. yeah 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 like the flying walendas or whatever yeah, like, like the dudes like, who are like uh, tightrope walking you know type it is, shit. it's like carnies it's but like no, an not, artisan but sort not of diminutive i don't mean like, that uh, pejoratively it's like a like craftsman sort yeah, of artisan like i can teach you this craft they're performers and yeah like i think it is more helpful to think about it as being like a craft than it is like performance but it is performance too because you got to sell it yeah did we ever talk about um death proof like the, it was part of the Grindhouse double feature. Uh-huh. Yeah. Before there was, well, it was Kurt Russell who's mm-hmm. fucking amazing. He was playing a character in Death Proof called Stuntman Mike. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, he's like, you know, I got into the business the way most people get into the business. And like, how's that? My brother got me into it. Right. <laughs> it's just like, I feel like it is though, like that sort of family profession. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? Well, I'm a stuntman. How'd you, well, how'd you get into that? Oh, my brother. Yeah. He got me into my it. My dad yeah. was a stuntman too. Uh, Anyway, the chase continues. Yeah, that's right. So, like, stunt after amazing stunt all through here. The high rod gets stuck in front of the tanker, then slung around it, and then destroyed. It's um, This shit is amazing that's happening. Yeah. You can't plan these things. I think they're just like, we're just going to crash these two things and see how it goes. Yeah, and to see what which shot we want to use. For sure. So, more bad guys close in from behind. One shoots out one of the, uh, like, another of the tanker tires. Double bad guys jump onto the tanker. Oh, both of them were apparently Guy Norris. Yeah, that's so <laughs> sick. Um, 
a biker trying to do God knows what gets pulled under the tanker's wheels. <laughs> what I was think, that dude I thinking? Think that, I think that he had like a Wes like wrist crossbow. Was and, he trying to get real he close? Just, he just got too close and it grabbed his hand. That's brutal. He got sucked under, man. I think, but I do think that that's what he was trying to do was shoot out to a punch tire. another tire? Yeah. And okay. maybe the vehicle just like went in. He zigged when he should have zagged. So from the air, the captain sees Papagallo leading his side <laughs> pursuit off-road. Like, the inexplicable secondary chase. Yeah. Would just like to shout out Brian May's work during the whole movie, but especially for how hard this whole sequence has fucked. <laughs> like the heart-pounding tension being built in the orchestra during this whole chase scene is like, it's unreal. It's yeah. otherworldly. It's so good. Was it a full orchestra? Yeah. God, it's amazing that they got a full orchestra for a, a movie small like this, though. Well, I mean, for I mean, like I, w- I would like to see the orchestration is probably like a studio. Orchestra. There was a string section. There were horns yeah, there, and there drums. Were, there was and- a full battery of everything like happening. So back in the main pursuit, Wes's vehicle is like quickly catching back up with the tanker. Somehow they they, they recover. They're hauling ass. Yeah. That, like, dude, it was like this fucking rad chopped like Ford yeah. Bronco or yeah. something. Um, as Max reloads his shotgun, there are now several bad guys on the tanker, including Wes, who's just been helped on. Um, feral kids like scrambling around to the open door by way of a straight pipe exhaust. <laughs> Max like flings them inside. Is that shit not hot to be like touching it, like squirreling around on the it side of it? It should be. I love the moment. Like it's a great moment with no dialogue. Yeah, where like he Max, just like, sees gr- the kid there and he flings him into yeah, the passenger seat. But that's awesome too. So a guy on the roof of the cabin shoots an arrow through, but misses. Thank God. Yes. Max then shoots a mohawker who appears at the passenger window, and He's then shoots the guy on dude's the roof. Faces yeah. off with this double barreled. Um, and then as he tries to reload, Bearclaw Mohawk, who's apparently 21 years old, yes, breaks. And it was half the stunt men in the movie, <laughs> yeah. apparently, like half the stunts. Breaks through the back windshield and sinks that claw into Max's shoulder. Yes, like a, a cry of pain. That's, I mean, it's like wedged in there. Shotgun shells spill strategically out onto the hood of the tanker. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, like Wes <laughs> is like out on the roof. Swing, swinging a morning star, like yeah, uh, it's fucking insane. I don't. Even, it's almost like it's made out of an engine part uh, or something. Yeah, it's it cool, looks so like part cool. of a motor, but it's like it, all I could think of is Jack Burton. Where'd you get that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. Well, I, I, it was mounted on the truck that he was riding on, which is awesome that they put the fucking thought, the foresight into at least having it exist before. But Wes doesn't give a single fuck about anything except killing Max, right? Like yep. he's just up there. He's standing on top of the cabin of a big rig. Yeah. It's going 80 car. miles an hour. Just like swinging this thing. Yeah. Max slams on the brakes and Wes flies off the roof and appears to fly off the front of the truck. A la like Raiders. Yeah. Like off the totally. front of the truck. Humongous's uh, like trailing vehicle with the hostages mounted on the front, like slams into the back of the tanker because oh. Max slammed the brakes on and like just. Their bodies are mangled, crushed. They're There's dead. There's blood splatter on the That thing. is fucking gruesome. That was fucking, you're like, God damn, did I just see that? What struck me watching this, re- like, again, was like someone had to think about that and then suggest it in a meeting. You know what would be awesome? <laughs> is if the if when Max slams the brakes on, Humongous, like, plows into the back and the bodies just explode. Yeah, and, just so, like, and if people were like, yes, that's awesome. We got to do that. Yeah, yeah. we're definitely going to do that. It, it was accepted. <laughs> um, anyway, back in the truck, Feral Kid begins like seizing his destiny and attacks maybe his father, Bearclaw Mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, 
I think what I read was that Bear Claw Moak was supposed to have this like more epic end, but after the broken leg, yeah, doing that stunt, like they had to sort of just they carted him back onto the set with his leg in a massive cast or whatever, and they had to just shoot him basically close ups, you know, struggling from with Max, behind, yeah, struggling with Feral Kid, uh, and doing creative framing to hide his yeah. leg. So just at that moment, Papagallo pulls up alongside the tanker and exchanges like there's this weird glance with Max. He gestures yeah. like. I don't know what that is. What is this hell, something man? You're going to let this little mishap set you back? I couldn't like, or like, are you good? Or like, what's like, what's going on? How are you? I don't even know what it was supposed to <laughs> mean. It was a mean. strange glance. It's very vague. Papagallo then like, he's like yelling at Feral Kid to jump onto the car. He also says, come on, we've won, which is very strange. Who said that? Papagallo? Papagallo says, come on, we've won. we've lured them far enough away. That, that's what to I took To let the rest mean. get away. Yeah. I mean, if you're paying close attention in this shot, you get a little spoiler for the end because mm-hmm. you see that there's like dirt pouring out of the hose right. underneath the tanker. But but I thought the, the line, we've, we've won. won. I was like, Who's oh, he talking to, Max? To Feral Kid. He's telling, he's the, telling Feral Kid to hop on my car. Yeah, he's like, like, jump over here. We've won. We can get out of here now. Weird. And we'll fuck Matt. Bye. Bye, Max. Bye, Max. Yeah. Good luck with the good luck with the Marauders. So just then we see Humongous pull up behind Papagallo and throw a fucking trident into his <laughs> like back. Trident. I killed a guy with a trident. Yeah, Brick. I've been meaning to tell you. Maybe you might be wanted for murder. <laughs> that shit was. You don't see tridents in movies often. I can think like, like three Spartacus. movies. Yeah, exactly. Spartacus, <laughs> this, Weatherman. <laughs> and maybe in Gladiator. I oh, can't Anchorman. remember off the top of my Anchorman. head. <laughs> Anchorman, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So um, Papagallo's car like veers up. Poor feral kid is stunned by this, by the way, to see oh. the, the spear in Papagallo's back. traumatizing. Yeah. So Papagallo's car like veers off the road in a cloud of dust. It's it's sort of like a an eerie shot. It makes me think of like if like in the Titanic, if you saw like a dead body just like in the water and it just off it goes or something. It's yeah. very, very eerie. Um so adios Papagallo. Another barrage of arrows puncture more of the tanker tires. And there's a great shot. This is like a phenomenal shot of all the marauders now in like single minded pursuit with the captain flying just overhead. Yeah, that shot is insane to me. It is so fun. I would like. I would love to have that framed on a on a wall. You know, a thing that I heard. I don't know if I read it somewhere or if a friend said it, but about Fury Road mm-hmm. was it like any random paused screen in that movie? Like, looks like a fucking poster for yeah. the movie. Like yeah. every frame is so inspired. Yeah, and this movie is not far off like you get these just amazing shots that are just ran like sprinkled throughout the movie that you're like jesus christ that looks like a fucking work of art yep agreed 100 percent agreed so as humongous prepares to throw another trident he's got tridents for days like he's got (laughs) tridents like the captain's got snakes (laughs) captain drops a firebomb onto humongous's vehicle however the gyrocopter is hit with a volley of arrows and crashes roughly. Yeah, he does. That like, looks like pretty rough. severe. Like that looks fatal. <laughs> yeah, not sure how that thing is reinforced, but it seems like it might result in at least some broken legs or something. For sure. Um, he crashed at high speed, like that Benny Hill speed. Yeah. Um, Humongous pulls over because his car is on fire. <laughs> yeah, he's got to put the fire out. Why was Humongous was like wearing furs at this point in the film? Because winter. When I don't he's know. when he's hauling ass, maybe he wears know. furs. Yeah. Max continues to fend off approaching vehicles. He whips the truck around. This was crazy. He whips the truck around. 
uh-huh. and drives back in the direction he's been coming from. So this was like a la Fury Road. Uh, not far off. Yeah. So he like sends a bad guy flying in the process. Also, some amazing shots of trucks turning back into the sun. The sun, dude. I, I said those shots at the sunset or sunrise or whatever it was were incredible. Incredible. It like is, George Miller has got the eye, man. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, we'll ignore the fact that like immediately after this, it doesn't seem to be sunset yeah, anymore. It's like middle of the day. <laughs> but anyway, um, in the cab, Feral Kid retrieves Max's shotgun. Max is like telling him to get the bullets from the hood of the tanker, and, like helps him with difficulty through the busted it's windshield. It's kind of extreme, but it's like an extreme situation, I guess. Yeah. You're like, go on, kid. Yeah, climb out there on the hood of this car and grab me a shell. Max, because Max would do it, I guess, but he's still like pinned down. Yeah, Bar- the claw. bears on mohawks like latched into him. The claw is him. still like he's got however many pounds of man like hooked into his oh, shoulder. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. So back a piece, the humongous has finally gotten the fire on his vehicle out and resumes pursuit. Now driving head on at the tanker, mm-hmm. he hits the, the nitrous. Fucking psycho goes turbo. <laughs> Time seems to slow. I love the sound effect, just the heartbeat, barely perceptible as feral kid, like out on the hood of the speeding tankers, almost uh-huh. able to reach the shells. And at that exact moment, Wes pops up, presumably hanging like Raiders style, like we mentioned, like from the cow catcher and grabs the kid's hand. I, mean, I feel like we have to have known like we hadn't seen the last of Wes. Totally. But it's still a great moment. Wes and feral kids scream bloody fucking murder like in unison, like ah! <laughs> Max pulls against the claw, pinning him down, joins in the screaming as he tries to pull a kid back into the cab. Uh huh. I feel like Wes is maybe trying to get a shot. At yeah, Max I feel like he was trying to get a shot at crossbow. Max. Um, as they crest a hill, Max and the kids see Humongous coming right in the damn middle of the road, speeding oh, yeah, as dude. fast as the car will go. Max pulls Feral Kid in the cab. Wes looks back in horror, reaches out in futility, <laughs> and, <laughs> and screams one final scream. And Humongous's vehicle absolutely disintegrates. It was a goddamn car crash. Like, it went into a thousand pieces. <laughs> it was like a Lego car just exploded. It was amazing. Um, the tanker runs off the road, rolls over. We see shots of Max, like, trying to protect the kid as the thing's rolling. It's another spectacular crash. Yeah. Dude, the, I read, I don't know if you saw this, but they told the stuntman who was going to be driving the tanker for that, like, they didn't let him eat for 12 hours before he did the stunt. So he wouldn't puke? Assuming that he would be ready for surgery. Oh, like, fuck. If the if the crash went bad, that is fucking ominous, dude. That's heavy metal. <laughs> they're like, that is so heavy metal. Don't eat for 12 hours because we got a surgeon standing by. <laughs> like, That's metal. We're going to assume you're going to need it. As metal as it gets. <laughs> so the remnants of the Marauders stop and survey the wreckage from a distance and they're like no we're good well <laughs> we're good we get here. right the, we see this like the hatches have burst on the tanker and, right. and dirt or sand or whatever is pouring out but the bad guys up on the hill couldn't see that That's what i'm saying is like uh I, I but i also think that they're like humongous is dead we don't know what we're gonna do so i do i wonder like what is what's the what's the structure here like is it like oh shit humongous is dead like well, we they just know go our they, own ways Humongous now? is dead. Wes is dead. Toadie's dead. Golden yeah. Youth is dead. Bear, Bear Claw Marauder's dead. So whoever is, I don't know, Secretary of the Treasury is up next. So <laughs> It's like, what, what becomes of the Mohawkers? What, be, 
What becomes maybe the, they splinter and become their own groups again? What becomes the Smegma Crazies and the Gay Boy Berserkers? Humongous was the glue holding He's all holding things all together. together. Uh, so we cut back to the truck. Yeah, like you said, the hatches on on the tanker have busted, revealing that it's full of dirt. Sons of bitches, Papa Gallo. Uh huh. Um, the last of the bad guys turn around and ride off. They seem sad, of course. There were very fine people on both sides that day. Shit. I mean, <laughs> they could not possibly, from a distance like that, have known that the tanker wasn't full of fuel. Although, except that it ought to have blown up. Right. Yeah, it should have. Right? Yeah. So, somehow, Max and the kid have both survived this crash. <laughs> somehow. Max was, Max was barely hanging on to begin with. Max has got massive internal bleeding, a concussion, two to. fucked legs. I feel bad for the kid. He's just trying to protect his hero. Yes. Um, so as he steps out of the wreckage, Max also sees that the tanker's filled with dirt. That's an iconic shot, like his hand his underneath hand. the thing. Um, it's an amazing movie moment, but why Why would the refiners have bothered to fill the tanker with anything? Maybe for ballast, because otherwise the thing would have been slung all over the place. Maybe. Let's I think, chalk it up I to think, that. I don't think that they could drive at those speeds without losing control unless it had balance. Do you think an empty tank is harder is harder to drive? Yes. Especially at speed, I would one would I would assume that it is. Yeah. Because I've heard a lot of people talk about with like empty trailers, towing an empty trailer on a busy highway is super, super difficult. Okay. That's what I've been told. I'm into that. By people who know better than I do. In the end, Max, I guess, should feel lucky. Because yeah. If it had been full of fuel, he would have exploded and burned. Um, Yeah, so just then, somehow also, the captain rolls up on the gyrocopter, which is now a tricycle, I guess. (laughs) Yes, it no longer is capable of flight. I love that he smoked at a Stogie Schwarzenegger style. (laughs) He totally was, dude. (laughs) They have like an they exchange just a huge grin, like... They're both smiling and chuckling at each other. It's like, I guess we've lost everything, but we're alive. It seems to be you like this, to laugh, the, the sentiment, Kevin. like, fucking, we made it. I do love, like, the moment between the two of them is awesome. They bonded. Yeah, they did. Um, screen goes black, cut to the feral kid. We see the feral kid in the back of the school bus as the caravan heads north to safety to their place in the sun. It's, like, driving away and getting smaller in the distance. We hear the narrator voice come back saying that the captain became the new leader of the group and that they traveled far beyond the reach of men on machines. That made me wonder... Like, is the premise that the wasteland is so big that no one can drive across it, but we have enough fuel to drive across it and no one can I get think, to where I we're think going? I think that that is the conceit, is that the middle of the country has been overrun and that maybe on the coasts, there's still, still some semblance of normalcy. Okay. Is, is what I think is the deal. Like, the further out you get, that's where more people and order like the governments would have been out there the governments probably would have ceded the middle of the country been like we can't control this yeah we can control all this sure so um yeah the, in a deft move of trickery we learned that they'd loaded all the other vehicles with barrels of fuel just as Papagallo had planned uh-huh. and it's revealed that the narrator is none other than an aged feral kid that's a fucking awesome reveal as yeah. well I became the leader yeah he says in time he became the group's leader the chief of the great northern tribe amazing stuff and the road warrior that was the last we ever saw him 
He lives now only in my <laughs> memories. It's fucking like amazing, le- like mythic stuff. Oh, yeah. You and know? We, see, we see a near exact reverse of the open yes. with Max standing next to the car. He's got that car. rad car that Papagallo had been driving. Yeah, nearly in silhouette as the smoke swirls around. And that, kids, oh. is motherfucking Road Warrior. It raises, the ending to me raises a million questions. Ask so a few I of them. I want to talk a few. Yeah. Like, what What drives Max? What is he looking for? That's Yeah, so we, we were talking a little bit about that, and honestly, I don't know, because he's not he's not looking to help people. Right? Like, I, th- I feel like if all you want is solitude, like, you could just find yourself a nice spot and park your car. It's, it's almost like... Um, it's almost like penance, and I don't know mm. necessarily for what, but it's like the loss of his wife we and child. He couldn't save his family. Right. And so it's, and that's the thing about penance, right? There is no rhyme or reason to it. You do it until you've accomplished what you feel like you need to accomplish to achieve forgiveness. You've paid your, until yeah. you've paid your debt. Have I paid my dues? <laughs> the check's in the mail. The check is in the mail. So I think that that's, I think that Max is paying, he's, doing his penance for maybe not being able to save his wife and child for not being able to save his wife and child. Also perhaps for wanton murder that he doesn't feel great about. Mm. Like I, I feel like just driving and driving and driving in a world where it's nearly impossible to find gas mm-hmm. doesn't make sense unless you're looking for something. Well, let me hit you with this. Tell me. I, I also looked at it as, like in the Bible, if you if you're into that sort of thing, Moses and the Israelites roaming the desert for 40 years to travel roughly, I don't know, a few hundred miles. Mm-hmm. But it took them 40 years to get to where they were yeah. going. It's like it was right over there. Didn't need to be out here this long, you know. And so that's sort sure. of it's sort of this deal. It's like you were going through the trials that you needed to get through in order to pay your debt. Like for me, I would have thought that Max is sort of like looking for a community to join. But he, we see he had that opportunity and he passed. Like he's like, now nah, you guys keep going, whatever. Um, I mean, obviously it's like the Western archetype, right? Like he's yeah. just a wanderer. He can't be tied down. Yeah, he's a Ronin. He's like, is he looking for people to save like Batman? No, because like, he doesn't, he doesn't. That's the thing, right? He's like, I feel like he's haunted by the fact that he couldn't save his family. But then when he gets the opportunity, he sort of seems reluctant to step in. Or maybe he wants, he'll he'll like do the right thing. But then as soon as it's done, it's like, all right, I need gas so I can leave. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. He doesn't want to, maybe he doesn't want to, whatever. He doesn't want to form those connections, those bonds again, in case he's going to lose it all again. Maybe, maybe. And this is something that I'm actually like sort of attuned to right now. It's like maybe wandering has become um, Max's method of um, like mindfulness. Sort of like okay. David David Lynch is very into like doing the same thing over and over and over again as a practice. And so maybe wandering has become in a very like weird Buddhist transcendental kind of way. Mac, like Max is practicing meditation. Like it's this is his practice just driving on the open this roads. Is his practice is just like existing and contemplating like his loss, who he is, what the world has become. Mm. And, and that's it. Because I mean, for a lot of people, that's sort of their life is like, every, like monks. That's I mean, all they do is contemplate their existence. I feel like I would be, if, if, if jobs and nothing mattered, 
I'd be a happy dude just cruising. Same, I want to drive bro. like every road Same. in the country. Same. But it's not like in the middle of where you have to kill people to get gasoline. Right. Or get killed. Yeah. Um, I, I recently put on Fury Road, mm-hmm. just pr- whatever, pre-gaming for this. And in the little bit of commentary or voiceover off the top of that movie, Max is speaking mm-hmm. and he refers to himself as a road warrior searching for a righteous cause. And I'm like, okay, maybe it is like I've, I've helped these people. Now I need to find the next group that I can help. Sure. Or something. So but I do feel like, like it's Well, it's like a penance thing. That's a perfect analogy. I feel like he's trying to, he's like a monk. He's atoning for the sins of his past or his failures. Mm-hmm. I like that idea a lot. It makes sense. It also makes it seem because it like it doesn't have to be tied to any one sense of purpose. It can just be like I'm just trying to do whatever like whatever you could think of as being right in a situation like he's in where mm-hmm. the world is ended. Can you imagine that? Like I I mean I can imagine it, I guess, but it's hard to like really get to the point to where it's like people are eating other people and yeah. like you know the world has well and truly gone insane. George Miller said, like, he said as much that he's heavily influenced by American Westerns and by Samurai movies. There you go. For this. And it is like those themes, right? But then this movie of itself is so influential. Mm -hmm. It is just amazing the way movies work. Like James Cameron said, this movie inspired him to want to do Terminator. Like That's badass. Just like the thought of like a, 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 a society's collapsed or whatever. And what would it be like? Um... I guess we really didn't talk about this movie having a Western vibe because I've been mostly thinking about, thinking about it as being like an, the nations of the action movie genre, but it does have, it has all the same it's formula elements of, of yeah. you know, Pale, Pale Rider and um, Kurosawa, uh, Yojimbo, like all those things. Oh, it's this, got the, the same formula. Like drawn into this situation that he didn't create. Um sort of almost against his will or yeah. he's reluctant to want to step in because he's whatever. But yeah, it's got all that shit. And I think of other movies that are whatever spinoffs are inspired by this water world. Clearly. Yeah. Big there was time. like a really shitty Patrick Swayze movie called steel dawn. There was a bunch of, I never saw that. There was a bunch of post-apocalyptic movies that followed these. Yeah. Um, that was a big theme. The Postman never. Re- I had that book yeah. for a long time. I never read it. I gave it to Goodwill. What about the the? Uh, it inspired the wrestling tag team, the Road Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> those dudes. Yes. Are they were the big hawk pad. and animal. Road Warrior Hawk, Road Warrior Animal, the big pads with spikes and the mohawks. Rush. Yeah, those dudes were <laughs> fucking radical. Yeah. Um, this movie was the most expensive Australian production ever at the time, with a budget of a whopping three million. The shit that's, that's amazing insane. isn't it so the movie made 24 million in america i couldn't find it's like global gross but obviously it, it did a killing yeah. based on a three million dollar budget you know um it made me want to visit australia like i can't even tell you yeah this, i want to see those wide open spaces this and crocodile dundee make me want to go on a <sighs> walk about I love Crocodile Dundee. Hell yeah. I feel like, I don't know if people in Australia are like, I wonder how they feel about the Crocodile Dundee franchise. They like probably is, don't feel great about... It, is it just stereotypical Australia? Sure. Everyone's drinking like, posters and their crocodiles. Everyone's and, like, yeah, on fucking 
doing mind melding with the wildebeests or whatever the fucking yeah, water but I, buffalo. I feel like, but I feel like it made he was making fun of it. Like he was making fun of it because it wasn't like real. He yeah, like, that's true. He was playing a character for the benefit of the reporter. Right. Okay. He was like he was like this is what he was basically saying. This is the character she thinks that I should be. Yeah, but I'll we're do, not all. We're oh, not, when he's like pretending to shave with his knife yeah, and stuff like that. He's like, got his watch on and he's like looking at the sun and guessing what time it is. Yeah, he's like we're we're not stupid dupes. Like <laughs> we're not like backwoods hicks right, or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. I dig that. This was voted the best action movie of all time in a 2015 Rolling Stone magazine poll. It's on. It's in my top five. I feel like it's on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I think Aliens is my favorite action movie mm-hmm. ever. Fucking love Aliens. It's awesome. Um, along with like Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, the ter- like the first Terminator. I feel like I like maybe more than the second. It's yeah. got the originality. I like the first one more than Terminator Two. Terminator Two was like groundbreaking filmmaking. I mean, Terminator Two is technically obviously superior. Yeah. But I feel like it's almost the same plot as the first movie. Yeah. But with a better special effects. Yeah. You know Agreed. what I mean? Um, Predator comes close also to cracking my my top list. But See, I that's do feel the like thing Road is like, it's like for, for, for pure action, yeah, the, the ones that you've named are like up there. But then it's like, then I have like the guilty pleasures what where I was dig? like, I want to put like Big Trouble in Little China Old up there, but it's like blood sports up there. But it's like, they're different, they're they're different kinds of movies. Yeah. They're also different kinds of movies. Like Big Trouble in Little China is like, I, I, I obviously it's like action comedy, you know? Uh-huh. It is, yeah, they're, Big Trouble is amazing in its own way. It is it is a cartoon. <laughs> we almost have to revisit it. I know Mike Dude. and I talked about it a long time ago, but I would I wanna, love to. I you would have love so to many do, opinions about that movie I that love I love. To, I would love to go back and we could even just do like a two episode retrospective on that or something. Yeah. It'd be so much fun. It's God damn, that movie's good. Yeah. But it's, God yeah. bless John Carpenter. He's a saint. <laughs> he is. So is George Miller. Um, this movie is amazing. It is in the pantheon of the great action movies. Maybe the the true birth it of, is, of the it's action like, movie. It is the transitional period, I guess. It, it, if nothing else, it's the transition between the grindhouse to the mainstream action yeah. film. And I think probably a lot of people saw it and were like, shit, if, if we can do that with that kind of success with a $3 million budget... Imagine if we put ten million, <laughs> or fifty, <towards> or fifteen, <laughs> like and work our way up from there. Yeah, it's incredible. The influence of this movie is still being felt, big time. I mean, Fury, and Furious, Fury Road's incredible, but it's it's basically a rehash of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it is the same. It is, and same I premise. can't wait for more from the Mad Max universe from George Miller, which apparently he's working on uh, the Furiosa prequel. God, and yes. another Charlie's movie. Charlie's was so fucking awesome. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was the star of that movie. I think she was as good as I've ever seen her in anything, probably. But yeah. I like the I like the turn she's taken in action movies lately. She's a badass. She's a fucking ass kicker, man. Yeah. She can kick my ass anytime. Well, you know, a while back she was looking for a guy. <sighs> she might still be. Who knows? She might be. I should try to DM her. Slide. You right should. In. You should. Uh, you should hit her up on See the Twitter machine. She wants to come on the pod. <gasps> That would be awesome. Charlie. She would get she would get crunk with us. She would get she would drink some uh What do you think she drinks? Beer. She's a beer drinker? Probably. I love that shit. Probably. I would okay. think so. I'm into it. We'll find out. 
South African. I don't know what their official like. She, she I'm sure she drinks is. beer and wine. I, I think I've read both of those things are true. <laughs> That's also true. That's also true. <laughs> I'm gonna check her out. I'm gonna go Google her after we're done here. <laughs> what does Charlize drink? God damn it! I that is one that is a woman right there. She mm. is. She is. She's a whole lot of woman. Well, I think we veered. Slightly. <laughs> we, we veered, veered, sl- we we veered, veered off the road t- like Max driving we that tanker. We veered the tanker off, slightly <laughs> off the road. Anyway, friends, that was that was uh, the Road Warrior. God damn it. I'm going to watch it again right now, I promise. You should. I'm going to drive home uh, <laughs> okay. in a Fair car enough. fast as I can. Fast as hell. All right, you guys. Thanks for hanging with us. We hope you enjoyed this. We'll be back with something fun next week with an all-new series. Be sure to check out all our friends in the Last of the Hag- Action Heroes Network. And we'll be back. 